With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm caps lock different. It's facts, nonfiction. Said I black out for real, then the track gone missing. If it's cap, I'm dipping. We ain't talking about a move, then it's flatline finished. When I spaz, I'm grinning. Pull a peel off in the Sadies, and I pass by spinning. It's perks with the slate, but I don't have my skinnage. Took a quick trip, and now I'm back home winning. And I see they eyes pop like I snack on spinach. Pull up to the spot, she trying to grab my digits. I'm already eight shots, a henny past my limit. Here you go. Hazards with a dash full of tickets. I'ma act like I don't see them like I bet. What's up, guys? Welcome back to episode 169 of Psychotic and Iconic. Pauls here along with my co-host Nick Theories and Philly Phil. Thank you to everybody that's tuned in to the live stream tonight. If you haven't done so already, please go ahead and share it. Thank you to everybody that likes, follows, and subscribes to all of our platforms. Welcome back, motherfuckers. Oh, man, I dipped out of my vacation to come do this show, so we need some energy I dipped in this out shit. Of you. Whoa, come on, man. <laughs> this is crazy. You said you wanted energy. Oh, yeah. No, this is going to be great. This is going to be a podcast where a lot of energy will be presented. You act like that's that's different behavior. It's not different behavior, but this is going to be a little bit more juiced, I think. All right. That's how I, that, that's how I move. That's how I'm built. I've known you for long enough. I know I know how you operate. It's, it's I know how your hips move. Well, that that's that now. <laughs> See, that's crazy. That is absolutely insane. <laughs> Do not listen to this man. All right. <laughs> Let's get into it. I want to know from week two of the preseason, who was the most impressive to you and who was the most disappointing? Uh, the most impressive impressive to me was Sam Howe. I mean, I, I've seen some throws that in his second year, I'm like, wow, how did he go fifth round in the draft? Hey, Philly Phil, can you pull up that clip for me? This, this throw right here is what I've been trying to see in other quarterbacks and their second and third year. And this guy is doing it in his second year, second preseason. He's just he's named the starter now in, in, in Washington. I think I have, I think they have a bright future with this kid. Look at this throw. Look at this. Sit in the pocket, going through his progressions. Bang. Pop. Right there. Right there. There's a defender right there, and he dropped it right in the bucket. I don't see that from, from many people in uh, their second year. That is a throw that Justin Herbert would have made in yep. his rookie season and second year. And that's where I was. I knew that Justin Herbert was going to be good. When I saw that one throw against the Bucks, when I just saw that throw against uh, the Ravens, I know it was their second team, but man, that is a throw that that makes me open up my eyes. You know what the thing is too with that dude? It's like that's what I want to see from Fields, correct, Lance, and all the second year dudes and that are coming up and trying to do things like this because those are throws where he fitted in a tight window, mm-hmm. and that's what I'm talking about. It's tight impressive. windows. Can you throw it open? Sam Howell looked good. He's he's impressive. However, I also went the quarterback route, but I went to the Echo Raiders. The Echo. Oh, Yo, Aiden O'Connor okay, looks right. fucking good. I'm not mad about that pick. 11 man. of 18 for 163 yards and two tutties. Mm-hmm. He looks good. Pause. But he really did look sharp. I didn't bring up the footage. I should have. I didn't know you were doing that. I should have brought up the footage. But Aiden O'Connell is throwing that thing too. Yeah. No, he's he's been really he's slinging impressive. it. He's been really, For real. Really like, it, it, and like you could hear now, like the media is talking about it. The scouts were talking about it on like Twitter that I've read and things like that. Jimmy G better be careful. 
Well, if Jimmy G, if, if the Raiders are like three and six, I guarantee you Aiden O'Connell is going to get the call. Absolutely, because here's the thing. If they're going to get – because they need to find out. Did they find somebody? Correct. Because if not, and they're going to be trash, then you can you can just tank and go for uh, – what's his face? Caleb Williams. Problem is they got Devontae Adams. <laughs> Devontae Adams is going to be rocking with uh, Aiden O'Connell at this Who point knows? in his career. I know, but he wants to win a ring too. I, I, he I, needs to win the ring. The Raiders aren't close to winning the ring, though. It's not that he needs to win a ring because his, his stats are Hall of Fame. He but wants that. He of wants course. that, of course. Any any competitor would want to be on a, on a winning team. So uh, that's the one thing that's going to be uh, concerning for me with the Raiders in this season. I think Devontae Adams is going to probably want out at some point because I, I, I don't see the Raiders being this good. I don't either. Um, I think right now their whole thing is, what is Aiden O'Connell? What is he? He's just... Uh, Can he play okay? I mean, they, look, they got Josh Jacobs. They got Renfro. They got Devontae Adams. Can they be a formidable offense? I know their offensive line ain't that good, but can they be Can they be decent? If Josh McDaniels is who everybody says he is, yeah, I mean, because Josh McDaniels is coaching for his job. If got, they win seven or eight, he'll stay. You got to understand, too, though, Josh Jacobs, is he hasn't been in camp at all. He said he's coming back. I know, but how good is he when he comes back? Well, it's the same. It's the same offense. I, I understand that. I got but take, taking the hits, yeah, football shape, all that matters, you know. And However, I'm, I'm sure the offense is a little bit different too. These far, the starters don't even play anymore anyway, so it's like not even like you don't even have to take hits and get in the football shape. These starters don't play. Although the Redskins, the Commanders, played the whole first half. Well, the Jets are going to play Aaron Rodgers the last game. They should. The Buffalo Bills played their starters the first half, and concerning. Very concerning. I agree with you. I don't yeah, disagree. I just said that. The noisy offseason. You got reports that Diggs wants out. Now he's saying it's cat. They're just noisy. And the Steelers look damn good, though. I ain't going to fucking sit here uh, and bullshit. Next week, Kenny next Pickle look really good. Next week, we're doing our playoff brackets, Super Bowl champions, and all that. We're going to get into that. I said uh, the Steelers are my surprise team to make the playoffs. I still stand by that. I think Kenny Pickett is the, is the second-year quarterback that's going to pop. He looks really really sharp he's using his weapons he's got and weapons he's got there him. and he's, he's using him. them yeah and he looks really really good he's like decisive when he throws the football. 25 yard touchdown pass to right pat, pat fryer Muth. so it's like you know they're they're um the steelers are going to be good yeah and then my most disappointing i mean we got to point this out marcus mariota has been abysmal damn i'm not going to sit here and bullshit but tanner mckee looks a lot better than marcus mariota maybe not statistically wise in terms of completion percentage but Marcus Mariota, to me, he's missing wide open throws. I mean, I I, I can remember last game, he, we had a wide open uh, Calcantara, wide open, and he overthrew him by a mile. I and was that's, at the game. That's like a twenty yard pass. That if he completes that, you know, you're moving the chains. You're 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 in midfield. Like you can't miss throws like that. So for me, Marcus Mariota, he he's been really bad. Like, but you know, he's never been a high completion percentage you know, uh, quarterback. He's his you know. Lifetime in his whole career is 62.6%. So he's never really been that pinpoint accuracy kind of guy, but he's he's played really bad. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to think that Tanner McKee should be the quarterback too for the Eagles. But the only reason why Marcus Mariota is there is because the style fits that offense. Like if you look, but if yeah, but if you look at but if you look at Jalen Hurts and you look at and you look at Mac, um, Marcus Mariota, the two things that they can do really well is run is run. You know, so like for me, I understand why Marcus Mariota is there. But Tanner McKee, he's he's been out he's been outperforming him, and it's not even close. It's not even close. I have uh, what you call I have Marcus Mariota too, nine to seventeen for eighty six yards and an interception. I was at the game. 
they were booing the shit out of him when he was walking <laughs> off the field in a preseason game. That's how bad Marcus Mariota's been. That's passion, though. I don't understand. I just don't understand it. Again, this goes back to the same thing. If you are a an NFL quarterback and you are anything worth playing, you should go in against second and third stringers and light them up. I agree with you. You should do what Sam Howe's doing, what Aiden O'Connell, Aiden um, O'Connell, O'Connell's yeah. doing. Tanner McKee for that. Like you said, I didn't even know Tanner. I didn't even know that was his first name. <laughs> yeah, Tanner McKee. So, but like, I'm just saying, like, it's just, it's crazy to me because he had a starting job last year. Mm-hmm. Mariota. Yeah, he did. And it's like, what happened? Because he looks terrible. He looks terrible. Far and away, the most disappointing player in the NFL in the preseason this far. I, and I it's not even close. Yeah, he looks terrible. And I'm telling you, bro, they were booing the shit out of him walking off the field. You rightfully so you could have been better rightfully so well i i, I got talent yeah. like we we, we we trying to we trying to like cheap shot me over here no, here Fuck we go out of here man here we go here i'm really go. I'm, 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 I'm one of them here we go <laughs> you you want to keep going or no, can I'm, we get back no. to what the fuck we're doing no absolutely <laughs> we're here to we're here to pop so, but yeah he's he's really bad i don't understand what's going on with him how you can get a starting job after being a backup and then you go back to being a backup and you look the worst you've looked in your career so marcus Mariota better get his shit together otherwise it's going to be tanner mckee uh, is going to be the backup. I think it should be regardless. Yeah. As of right now, it looks a lot better. I mean, look, there's one more game to be played, so we're going to see. But as of right now, Tanner McKee should be quarterback too. Absolutely. Um, I want to say in the preseason, is there any takes after watching these games that you want to take back? Because I have one that I was standing on, but I think I might have been a little off. I might be on that train with the Buffalo Bills here, yo. They, they, they've looked like shit. <laughs> Like, it's concerning to me. Their behavior? Their behavior is very concerning. They're moving <laughs> a little bit different than I'm used to, and I'm not liking it at all. Like, I'm not, I'm going to be real with you. And I know there's all this, this, like, this, this report came out with Stephen A. Smith saying that Stefan Diggs doesn't want to be there. I don't know who, I don't know how true that is, but based on how they're playing, I, I, I can't, I can't. It, it looks true. It looks, it looks true. It looks like somebody is not on the same page. This offense couldn't move the football against the Steelers in the preseason game. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, damn, Josh Allen is like a, a top fantasy performer. He's a top quarterback. He's been throwing like 40 touchdowns a year or, or you know, uh, passing and throwing combined. And I'm not seeing that same kind of player or the same explosiveness out of the offense. So I'm kind of concerned about that. And I want to see them run the football. And they haven't really shown me they can do that. So, like, to me, I'm really concerned about the Buffalo Bills. And I I, I might be I might be on that train with you, bro. That is. You know I, what? They might be the team that actually people are like, damn, they they missed the playoffs. They slipped. They they slipped. They and, flew. And yeah, after they, I said, like, do you have you have Josh Allen, who's widely like widely recognized as a top three quarterback, top four at worst if you're putting Jalen Hurts in there. But you, there's no reason that the that the Buffalo Bills first team offense is playing at first half. In, in your second preseason game. And not scoring. And yeah, that, and that that's concerning in and of itself, but you're playing the whole first half. Like what is going on in your offensive continuity? Yeah. Like why are you, again, like that, the report from Stephen A. Smith, is it cap? I don't know. But by the same token, when you look at the optics, it's like, okay, like Stephen A. may have some substance there because they just look off. They don't look like a team. Yeah. And that's what it is. And it's too noisy. And then they set their over and under at 10 and a half for the year. Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs? Come on, man. That just I don't like that. But I I um I'm shocked. I'm shocked by you saying that. 
I'm just being I'm just being honest. The one play that could stick out to me is when Josh Josh Allen was escaping the run. He 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 dodged the first defender to come to come sack him. He ran like laterally for like 15 yards, turned around and then got sacked and lost 20 yards. Like throw the fucking ball away, dude. Like what are you doing? This is the shit that I like Call that people money. that people criticize Josh Allen for. It's just dumb shit like that. It's like I get it's preseason and it doesn't mean anything if you get sacked, but A, you're taking a hit in a preseason game. That doesn't mean shit. And two, throw the fucking ball away. Live to see another play. Like, to me, that's that's the shit that he needs to eliminate for him to take it to the next level and be a Super Bowl, you know, uh, type of quarterback. That's that's what I've seen. That play stuck out to me. was like, damn, bro, you haven't, long, you haven't learned your lesson yet? Like, what's going on? Just throw the ball away. Live, live, live to play another down. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, it's just like, but he has to live up to the hype of who he is, too. He's a superstar quarterback. It's not a secret. He's very good. He's very talented. So he's trying to make those unbelievable plays to get him back into, you know, good graces of the media. What's tough is, though, is that it's reminiscent, of course, of the downfall of Carson Wentz. Uh, That ain't going to happen for for, for Josh Allen. I, I don't know fucking way. Don't no don't. way, bro. I ain't, I'm not gonna compare the two because so to me, it's it's like apples play, and oranges. They, no, it's not. They play the same exact style of football. Yeah, but Josh Allen's a lot better. Josh Allen is is not is not more talented than Carson Wentz was, and Carson Wentz is when Carson Wentz first got here. That is, and we're taking that we're blowing this way out no, of proportion here. That is very very bold take, bro. No, it's because not. Because Carson Wentz cannot run like Josh Allen. He cannot make plays like him. Like yeah, he he could escape the pocket. He was making like really like magician like plays. But Josh Allen does it a lot better and more consistently than, and two, than Carson Wentz. Because Carson, now Carson Wentz had 2018. He was yep. going to be the MVP. He got hurt. Mm-hmm. That offseason, he was voted the number one player in the NFL. Carson Wentz had the same year. Carson Wentz's only year in the NFL was good. It's just Carson Wentz tailed off because of everything that happened after that because of injuries. Of What I'm saying is, though, is that Josh Allen better be careful with those injuries. But I was saying it's reminiscent of Carson Wentz because what did Carson Wentz do that everybody freaked out about? Didn't throw the ball away. Yeah. Ran around all over the field. I wasn't comparing them. I, like got, I, got, Allen, I see the parallel. Josh Allen is obviously 10,000 times better than Carson Wentz, but Carson Wentz's issue is that he didn't play for the next down. He tried to do too much. He was overcompensating. And then what happened? And he's taking sacks. He and fell taking apart. Hits. You're yeah, taking I get those it. big ass hits. It. No, and I get it. Unfortunately, Josh Allen and Carson Wentz play a very similar style of football. Backyard things because they both are big, strong dudes with cannons. But, you know, that's that's not what that position requires. See, like, it's the preseason, so I'm not going to, like, overreact to a player like Josh Allen. Yeah, no. I no, will no. overreact to a second-year quarterback or a third-year quarterback that is still trying to prove himself in the league because this is your moment of opportunity to shine. Yep. You know, because you don't get many of them during the season. If I That, that was my whole thing with Trey Lance. It was like – it was like, man, like, yo, you had the opportunity to to, to showcase your skill set, and you fucking fumbled. You know what I mean? Like, you didn't you didn't perform in that opportunity. That was my biggest beef of it. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like you had the last pick in the draft starting over you, and you're the number third overall pick. It's like, all right, when I play, I'm going to show you why I should be starting over the last pick in the draft. It looks like it was the other way around. It looks like Brock Purdy they traded up for, and Trey Lance was the last pick in the draft. And then people, fucking people comment and are like, oh, well, he doesn't play with the starters consistently and all this shit. And it's like, you're telling me that he didn't practice with the starters at all? Like, come on, what are we talking about? It's, it's, It's a joke. It doesn't make any sense. I don't care that he didn't practice with the starters. This goes back to when he was drafted. And I said, he sat out in 2020 because of COVID. And the year before that, he threw like four passes. Yeah. The dude has no playing time coming from a small. He went to the same school as Carson Wentz. 
But that's, but that's the argument that I've been getting on, on the other side, though. And it's all dumbasses. You can't play Division II football in a small-ass school, then come to and then take a year off because of COVID, and then come into the NFL and think that you're just going to make that leap. It takes time. It was his fault for bypassing that junior year in college. Absolutely, it was. And I understand the COVID thing. I get it, whatever. I don't. If, if that's what made him comfortable. I don't. You're young, play. healthy, and in shape. What the fuck are you scared of, bro? I get it. Get your ass out on the field and stop being a victim I get of it. sitting on your fucking But you got to understand. Couch. In 2020, nobody was saying the shit that we're that you're saying right now because everybody was scared to say shit like that because of all the shit going on. No, no, I thought anybody. If you're if you're an athlete and you're chasing your dreams, I would have said this in 2022. You are a dumbass to throw your dreams away for that virus. Oh, I, I don't. I don't. If you are young, I'll disagree. If you are young and you're in shape and you're healthy, there you go. But nobody was saying this in 2020 because if you said shit like that, the backlash was coming out. Oh, what do you mean, dude? A lot of people have passed. And like, I get it. Like, yeah. yo, you know what I mean? Like, I get it. It's a sensitive topic and nobody wanted to, to actually put their neck out and say shit like that. Yeah. So looking back, I, I, I get what you're saying and I yeah. agree with you. But at the moment, I don't know if I can necessarily blame them for that. But I do blame the Niners for for drafting somebody number third overall with 19 games of total experience in a Division two football team. Like to yeah. me, it doesn't make any sense. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's like you're you're trying to outsmart the league, and it didn't happen. It well, didn't apparently, work. it wasn't Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan wanted Mac Jones, and John Lynch wanted Trey Lance. And Mac Jones is fucking better. I don't give a shit. Mac Jones is a better better quarterback than it's, Trey Lance. It's not even a question. Like, does Trey Lance probably have a higher ceiling due to running? Yeah, probably. But Mac Jones got wheels too. Mac Jones could make plays happen. He, like I said, he's never had a wide receiver one. Never he was never put in a good position for him to succeed, and he still made the playoffs. So, but anyway, I don't want to make this a Trey yeah. Lance thing, but we were just trying to make the parallels yeah. as to why I'm not going to overreact to Josh Allen versus a Trey Lance. No, that's, just that, that's 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 my that's what that's just me explaining myself. You know what I mean? Like that's all. The take that I want to walk back is I think the I said the Giants are going to fall off this year. I'm I'm totally walking that back. The Giants, like Daniel Jones, looked all right. He's ass too. I don't he care. I'll okay. say it. he's ass. He looked okay in his preseason game. The Giants might be better than expected. I they got high. We'll it. talk about them. Yeah. All right. If that's if that's their if that's your walk back, great. Yeah. Because I have my I have my concerns with that team. All right, we'll do it when we talk about the yeah NFC absolutely. East, yeah, my walk back is that I think the Giants. I think I was off on the Giants. Wow. I think wow. I was off. All right. I'm actually pretty positive I was off. Shit. So okay. that's interesting. Okay. So let's, uh, before we get to the NFC East, I want to do one more quarterback thing. There's been something trending on Twitter. It started from that show Speak. I saw it all over Twitter and I was X. Oh, sorry. Yeah. X. <laughs> and I was totally, I was, I just honestly can't believe that this was a topic that Justin Fields has more arm talent and is more talented than Jalen Hurts. I want to know where that's coming from and how anybody says that with a straight face. Where did this stem from? Because I saw a video on on X about it, and then it was the LaShawn McCoy. Okay, that's the and one that James I saw. Jones, and I believe, James right? Jones, I believe. Yeah, okay. And I actually like James Jones. I mean, he he James Jones to me, he didn't look like he belonged on the podium because I didn't he didn't understand what the fuck he was talking about. My thing is, <laughs> like, is what? Like, Hertz was drafted in the second round. He came into a chaotic situation with the whole Carson Wentz thing and Doug Peterson. Carson Wentz got, got benched. Jalen Hurts took over for him. Played, yeah. Okay. Jalen Hurts wasn't supposed to be anything when he was drafted. Everybody said they were drafting him too high, blah, 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 blah. Then he gets a rookie head coach. He goes to the playoffs, plays against Tom Brady, gets his ass kicked, whatever. So what? The third year he comes back, he goes to the Super Bowl with a second-year head coach, and, oh, his roster's loaded. Okay, he has good players. You need good players to win. Mm-hmm. 
But my thing is, is when Justin Fields was drafted, Justin Fields was already supposed to be more developed. He was supposed to be the savior of the Bears. He was already more pro-ready. The expectations were higher for Justin Fields, and he fell flat on his face because all he could do is run. So I just, like, I don't understand that. Jalen Hurts has gotten better every single year. Jay, and then, like, James Jones was saying that he never made a wow throw from the pocket. Jalen Hurts was number one in, like, every category statistically from the pocket last season. It's it's a, it's a stigma about Jalen Hurts, about him being not accurate and not, and not delivering the football in tight windows. That is actually a myth. If you watch the Super Bowl, he did that. Look at the pass that he threw to fucking Dallas Goddard. Look at the pass that he threw to uh, to A.J. Brown in the end zone. Like, to me, that they are good passes. <laughs> like, he's making the throws when it when it matters most. And Justin Fields, let's, let's, let's talk about him real quick. He was 32nd in completion, completion percentage last year. He can run, but he can't hide his inaccuracy, period. I know they got D.J. Moore. I know their offensive line stunk. I know he was under a lot of pressure. I get it. I am a wait and see with Justin Fields, but to, to compare him to, to Jalen Hurts, that doesn't even make any sense to and me. Not for nothing. They're not even on the same platform. And not even not even for that, bro. Like, Justin Fields was missing wide open dudes last year. Wide open. You And we we go back to the same throw. Cole Komet, where he threw it 10 yards out of bounds, and Cole Komet beat the, beat the, uh, the defender. And the, what the crazy thing is, is, like, the media trashed, trashed Russell Wilson. Rightfully so. But Russell Wilson had a better season passing-wise than Justin Fields. Which is wild because Russell Wilson was terrible. That's what I'm saying. He had a, he had a higher completion percentage by point, point one. Don't Don't get me wrong. It wasn't. I love that comparison. It wasn't, love it comparison. wasn't anything crazy. But everybody's shitting on Russell Wilson, and then they're fucking blowing uh, Justin Fields. And you're sitting there, I'm like, why? Because he could fill up the highlight reel for your for your show on ESPN. That's exactly what it is. It is. just it's it's just it's a topic to talk about because he's a wow factor when he runs with his legs. And I'm, I'm I I don't I don't disagree. Like he's a playmaker, but at the same time, to compare him to just to to, to Jalen Hurts, that's disgusting. That's nasty. That is wild. Oh, that is that's nasty. You know what that is, bro? That's concerning behavior. No, that's nasty. From anyone that thinks Justin Fields is anywhere near near Jalen Hurts's level. They're just they, 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 like that. That's they don't even belong on a platform saying that. There's nothing that there is nothing Justin Fields does better than Jalen Hurts. Nothing, but yeah, nothing. You can argue maybe the the running ability. You can argue it. As an, but no, he's faster. It, it's a it's an but Jalen Hurts runs with more power. I'm, right. I'm sorry. Did J, did Justin Fields have the entire league crying to the league? Have players crying to the league about uh, QB sneaks? Oh no, that was Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Because they were saying that it was unfair because it was literally unstoppable. Well, look, I understand the parallel here. I, I understand what they're trying to do. They're trying to say they have they have similar skill sets where Jalen Hurts, he's improved every single year as a passer. Justin Fields has improved every single year as a passer. Not as much as you want to, but he has improved from 2021 to 2022. Who? Justin Fields. He, he has improved a little bit based statistically. So I understand the parallel because if you look at Jalen Hurts' first year, it was, let's say, mediocre, but he 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 wasn't really given much uh, chances. He threw 148 passes in his first year. And then the next year, which in 2021, he had an okay year, okay season. It was like a, you know, a we'll see for, for, for this next, uh, for, for 2022. He had 16 touchdowns, nine interceptions, 3,000 yards passing. There was some promise there where you could say, okay, maybe Jalen Hurts can be the guy. So they're going to give him a shot. They gave him a shot. They gave him the weapons, and he succeeded. He took the Eagles to the Super Bowl after getting blown out in the wild card round. So to me, like he took a major leap. I don't see that with Justin Fields. 
You know what's funny to me? I'm going off of another quarterback right now. I guarantee you, if you pulled 50 people on like ESPN and all them, they would take Justin Fields over Tua. Bro, he was 32nd in completion percentage. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, the inaccuracy to me is the concerning part. It's He's an athlete. He's a great athlete. He can make plays on the field. There's no denying that. But when you talk about sitting in the pocket and delivering the football, you got to be able to do that in January and February to win a Super Bowl. Especially in Chicago. And I've never seen that. It's cold as fuck in there. It's windy. So you got to be able to deliver the football with some zip in it and some accuracy. Otherwise, other teams will be picking it off and it's going to be run down for the touchdown. And that, and you know what bothers me, dude? That's what I was saying last week when I was saying about the air yards. Like, yeah, he had 129 yards passing, but he threw the ball seven, seven air yards. And the throw to DJ Moore was awful. Exactly. And it's like, I'm not, I'm literally, I'm really not trying to shit on him. I'm just like, but this is the problem. You're seeing that performance. All you're doing is setting him up to fail no. by going crazy like that. The people look at the stats. Oh my God, he completed three, he, he completed three passes at 129 yards, two touchdowns. Like, yeah, the stats look great. But if you actually watch the game, the passes were fucking mediocre. Like the one to DJ Moore, a 60 yard pass. Like, that's a, that counts as 60 yards and a touchdown on a stat sheet. But if you look at the pass, it was behind them for two yards, and the, the wide receiver made a great play. Like, I want to see him hit the guy in stride so he can get the momentum and go up the field. He didn't do that. So I want to see more from Justin Fields for me to even kind of put him in a conversation with Jalen Hurts because, to me, that's crazy. That's like, not, that's, that's fucking insane. That will not be a conversation. Like, Marcus Mariota is more accurate than fucking Justin Fields. <laughs> per Percentage-wise, he is. <laughs> like, look at the career. 62, 62.6% versus Fields' best year last year, which was 60.4, and he was, like, literally last in the league. 32nd. There's 32 teams. He's 32nd. What's that tell you? So, for me, it's like, I I'm a will see because they have DJ Moore. They got Khalil, Her Khalil Herbert. We talked about this a month ago. I would love Jonathan Taylor, which he's, you know, the Colts granted him permission to get a trade. I would love to see him with the Bears. I think it would do wonders for him. Didn't that cokehead say they weren't trading him like yeah. two weeks ago? But you actually want to make this a topic? Let's do it. Yeah, let's do this. Let's do this. Fuck Justin Fields. I don't care about Justin Fields. <laughs> We're gonna, I'm a C for real C, you know? I'm a Justin Fields. I don't have any ill will towards him, but you're, just, you're not on Jalen Hurts level. And anybody who thinks that, should not have a platform to speak. But the media is making me hate Justin Fields because they like they're like overblowing him like in terms they're of clamoring. It, it's like it's like where does this come from? I know. What have you guys seen that you're like, oh my god, like this guy is the next up and coming guy? Like, yeah, he could run. He 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 ran for 1,100 yards. I salute that. He's good on the ground. But you got to be able to deliver. On, yeah, that's crazy. That's that's <laughs> false. Yeah, I know. I know. I get it. But I, I want to see him deliver the football in the pocket in tight windows. And that would let me know that he made the next step in his career. Period. End of story. Silent. So, yeah. So, Jonathan Taylor, let's let's talk about that. The Colts granted him permission to seek a trade. Two weeks before that, Jim Ursay said, we're not trading him. Jim Ursay, dude, is like a petulant child. That organization is garbage. And it starts at the top. They're a joke. Mm. Five quarterbacks in five years or however long it's been, you're getting old washed up dudes. You get a decent year out of Carson Wentz, a 27 and seven, you trade him because of his vaccine issues. Then you bring in, um, who was last Matt year? Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan, who Matty washed Ice. up. Your bench Matt Ryan for Sam Ellinger. And you just look back and forth. You're wasting Jonathan Taylor. Now you have Anthony Richardson, who's on a rookie deal. Wait, you forgot something. They hired Jeff Saturday. They hired, I'm sorry. <laughs> they hired Jeff Saturday. 
Then they draft Anthony Richardson, who's now on a rookie deal. You have Michael Pittman, who's still on his rookie deal. You can, you have the money to pay Jonathan Taylor, who's your best player. And now you could support your quarterback with a good running back and a good wide receiver, and you want him to seek a trade. What are you doing? But he's more concerned about shipping $20 million whales. So you, ha you hate the move for him to, to grant permission? I don't understand it because two weeks ago he wasn't trading them and now he's trading them. I hate the move for a rookie head coach, a rookie quarterback, and a decent wide receiver. Okay. I'm the opposite of you. Of course you are. And here's why. Let's hear this. I understand why he walked it back because you're going to run into a situation where Le'Veon Bell, remember he sat out the whole year? I know it's a different situation in terms of contract because Jonathan Taylor is still under contract with the Colts, but – if Jonathan Taylor, God forbid, he sat out the whole year, he has no stock left, bro. Who? His stock plummeted. I know he would be 25 next year. He's 24 this year. But it, God forbid he sat out the whole year. Now you're not getting a first-round pick a year later. Teams are going to move on. They're going to go for the for the cheaper option because now they got to trade a first-round pick and they got to pay him. Right? And Jonathan Taylor missed training camp or was late to training camp, didn't even practice because of his concerns with his ankle injury that he just got surgically repaired in the offseason in January. Mm -hmm. If I'm the Colts, fucking right, I'm trading him. That would be the smartest decision this, this franchise has done in the last five years. And I like Jonathan Taylor. I'm a, I'm, I'm a big believer in him. I think he's a fantastic player. But when you look at the running back market, if I can get a first-round pick for a guy that doesn't want to be here anyway and I don't want to pay him the contract – I'm okay with getting rid of him because I don't, I'm not, I'm not, Who's I'm not doctor? deeming him important if I'm not giving him the contract. But how is your best player not important to you? You have a rookie quarterback that could support him. I, 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 no, I don't disagree with that. I don't disagree with that. But I want the player, I want my best player to want to be here. He, he does want to be there. He doesn't though. He doesn't now because Jim Ursay's dicking him. No, he didn't want to be there because the Colts didn't want to give him that long term deal. He's still on the contract for two more years. This yeah. is the Kyler Murray situation. This is exactly what happened yeah. to Kyle Murray. He he got he got paid two years on his deal and he stunk. But, but right. I know it's a different position, but that's that's where that's where the Colts are like, all right, I'm not gonna pay you X amount of dollars and pay you top dollar, you know, running back if if A, you you missed six games last year, and B, you came late to training camp because of your ankle injury and your concerns about about its healing process. So to me, I'm looking at it and I'm like, okay, like. That was cap. I understand. It, it, it might be cap. It was cap. He didn't want If cap. it was cap, then he fucking shot himself in the foot. He should have showed up and, he, and and he probably would have gotten paid, maybe. Nah. I, I, I disagree. So, I, I think it's a I, I think this this move right here for the Colts, I'd hit my cap for them for, for them. Bro, why bro, you but here's the thing: the Colts are in the perfect position to pay a star running back. They don't want have, to. They don't believe in that motto. But he's their bro, but they don't they, they obviously don't believe in winning. Or they don't believe in play, getting good players because they keep signing washed up quarterbacks. They're reading the room with the league. That's that's what I'm saying. They're reading the room. Nobody's paying here's running the thing. backs. They're, they're years behind the league. The Colts aren't going anywhere. Because here's the thing. If we pay Jonathan Taylor, right? Yeah. And Anthony Richardson falls flat on his face, they have nothing but a running back. And he's a, he's a, a Ferrari that's going to lose lose value as soon as it comes off but the But you lot. still have to put that's exactly what you still have to put fans in the stands. I agree. And with he you. will bring them there. I agree with you. But the Colts want him to play out his deal first. But, no, because here's the problem. The Colts need to see what they have in their quarterback first before they can even make this kind of decision. Yeah, but that's not Jonathan Taylor's problem, number one. It's and not. number two, it's number not. two, bro, you have to think of it like this. With Jonathan Taylor, 
he's looking at that and saying, you're not going to run me into the ground. And then in two years, when I want to get paid, you're going to offer me $9 million. That's not, And that's what we were talking about before with the running back room. They're, they're getting these running backs on their rookie deals. They're giving them three and 400 touches a year. And then when the fifth year comes and it's time for them to get paid, they're saying, no, you're good. But here's the thing. They don't want to pay Josh. They don't want to pay Jonathan Taylor top dollar, but they want to trade him for a top uh, draft pick. That doesn't make any sense. It does because he missed six games last year. So, if, but if you're trading him That's for a first round pick, then he should be paid like a first, then he should be paid what he's worth. You can't you can't sell him short on his payday and then try and trade him for the highest pick. But he's still under his rookie deal. The Colts are not obligated him to to, to pay him right now. That's my argument. I understand because that. they don't know what they have in their quarterback for sure yet. I think Anthony Richardson is going to be pretty good. I think he's going to be you know he looks a like pretty, he looks like Allen. He looks like he has and a rocket move. arm yeah. and and he can move. So you know I think the Colts they want to see what they have in their quarterback because like I said if they pay their running back they only ha they only have a running back. Then they got to fill up another uh, another quarterback. They and still got Pittman. They still got Pittman. Yeah, but Alex we'll see Alex Collins. Yeah, but Pittman's last year, I thought it was pretty underwhelming. I understand the quarterback situation, and I get it. But I've seen D Hop perform with the bummest fucking quarterbacks. Well, D Hop's. I know that. I know they're two different animals, but Michael Pittman, he was regarded as a a, a sleeper pick last year in fantasy and overall sleeping. talent. He, he has sleeping all right. He has talent. He's a good. He's a good ball player. I like okay. him. My thing is though, is like you have a rookie quarterback who they're saying is a project. I'm yeah. Like, okay. Well, surround him with talent. Yeah. You're gonna lose your best offensive player. Yeah. Yeah. That's bad business. It's that's not, stupid business. You, it's not. You drafted a quarterback that you're not sure is the guy, and you're not surrounding him with talent. What sense does that make? It makes perfect sense because what if Jonathan Taylor's ankle doesn't really heal as much as it, as much as people say? But Nick, that could happen with anybody. But the Colts are using their bad reputation to sell to the other league. Like they're like everybody's looking at the Colts organization. Like wow. The Colts are are dumpster fire. They're going to get rid of their best uh, of their best player. Maybe the Colts have a lot more information on Jonathan Taylor than other teams, and they're using their bad reputation to sell him to other teams because they know that somebody's going to pay for a talent like that. To me, I think it's I think it's smart as fuck. It's business. I just business I, is business, bro. The NFL is a business. It is. It so is. when I look at this situation, I'm like, I'm not mad at the Colts. Bro. So if you were the owner of a team, if you were the owner of the Colts, and you drafted a rookie quarterback, you won't want to surround them with as much talent as possible. And give them the best chance to succeed. My opinion is is different from the Colts. But I, I'm saying I, if you I would keep Jonathan Taylor, but at what price? Because like again, he missed six games last year. He should be paid like the like the fourteen million, like the, like the uh, what you call it, like CMC and Chubbs and that and that crew. But think about it this way: there is concerns about paying somebody who didn't show up at training camp on time because he was worried about the the, the, the healing process of his ankle. He had to see That's not literal. He had to see a therapist because he had, he wasn't comfortable with his ankle. And if he misses six games, why am I going to give you the bag? That was all bullshit. What? But th that's his fault for not showing up the no. training camp. Absolutely, he dropped no, the ball on that. No, because it was the only way that he could not get fined for not showing up. But he should have participated because he should have showed the Colts organization, I'm here, I'm going to be here. And they probably would have been like, all right, like we'll be in contract negotiations. You know who the last person to do that was? And now he's the quarterback of the Buccaneers. Trying to play through an injury with his shoulder, and he cost himself a lot of money. What if Jonathan Taylor goes to practice and blows his Achilles out? They're not going to pay him when he's healthy. They're going to pay him when he gets hurt. But he wants to – He yeah, that's what I'm saying. He wants to get paid because he just got hurt. He knows he's a good player. He wants to get his bag because, God forbid, he gets hurt right now, again, on his rookie contract. He ain't going to get the money that he thinks he deserves. He's not going to get it regardless at this point. That's what I'm saying. So he's gambling. He has to play a, a full season and be at his best to get the bag. He knows that. 
he knows how how high of a mountain he has to climb to get that bag in the end. Because if he has another season like he did last year, he's not going to get the bag. That's why he wants to get paid right now. You see what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, I just totally If he has a bad season, Mike, he's not getting he's not getting top 5 running back money. He's not. It's just not going to happen. Other other teams are going to go with a cheaper option. Of course, but And that's just, what that's what the league's been going with outside of McCaffrey's and shit like that, like there there are certified studs that have been consistently good throughout the entire career. Like Jonathan Taylor had two great seasons, right? Then he got hurt. So it's like, all right, well, do we pay this guy? Nah, he only had one do good we, season. He had two good seasons. His rookie season was excellent. It was all right. No, I thought it was all right. Wasn't he a backup? He had a thousand yards. He was the backup to Marlon Mack, right? He was a he had a thousand yards. Marlon Mack got hurt. Mar- yeah, exactly. But he had two great seasons. And then again, people look at the tread on the tires. He got hurt. What are the chances of him ba- of him bouncing back and being a top back in the league? That's what that, that's what the Colts are trying to. The Colts aren't paying him for his past performances. They're paying for him right now. Yeah. And his future. And I'm not saying the future is is dim for for Taylor. I love John. He's 24 years old. He's young as fuck. But teams don't believe in that motto of paying the quarter of uh, paying the running back that money. And I don't blame them. Maybe for if it. you have an established veteran that's a, a, a that's a Patrick Mahomes or something like that, or you could do it with a Jalen Hurts or or something like that. But Josh Allen could benefit from a strong run game. Your rookie quarterback could benefit from a strong run game. I don't, I don't, and I don't you're disagree. out here running here with fucking bums. I don't disagree with that. I don't disagree you're with that. pennies. It doesn't make any sense. Surround your young quarterback with the most talent possible. And Jonathan and the Colts are in perfect position to do that because of their cap space. And now you have a rookie quarterback on a rookie deal. Right. Jonathan Taylor should get his money. You have Michael Pittman. Let's see what Anthony Richardson could do with some weapons. Don't put him back there with bums. And then in two years when he's trash, you're saying, oh, he's not the guy. And you're, da- and you're drafting another quarterback. If I can get a first round pick for a running back, I'm doing it right now. And I'm not questioning it. He was a second round pick. To me, the Colts, that's a dub. The Colts made out. They got two great years off of him. He got hurt. And then if I'm trading for I a would- first round pick, I got him for, I got him in the second round. To me, I I I profited. Yeah, I don't know if I would do that though. You don't I, go broke taking a profit, bro. I know, but I don't know if I would do that. But you can but in that scenario, you would because you're losing your best player. But but the motto is you could plug in any running back you and can. they can have success. You can maybe it might not be an all pro success, and I agree with you. But you got to pay up to get that all pro success, and teams don't believe in that motto. What happened when Javante Williams went down last year? They had Melvin Gordon, and what happened? sucked. And then he had Latavius Murray. Latavius Murray he actually did, did really fucking yeah, well. He was a thirty-one-year-old veteran who stepped in there him. and played really well. Lat That's what I'm saying. Like, do do I have to pay somebody fifteen, sixteen, twenty million to perform as a running back when I can get somebody for cheap? I don't know. I feel like you. I, I feel like I just feel like. Letting go of Jonathan Taylor right now in that situation is would be a mon- monumental mistake. I actually disagree. I actually think it would be a great it would agree it would be great for them because he doesn't want to be there. They can get a first round pick and they can build that around their young quarterback. Maybe you know getting offensive linemen, maybe getting some defensive help, maybe get another wide receiver. Like they have capital if they were to acquire that first round pick. But you only got to go make pick. another move. You can, you only got one pick. Well, I mean, I'm just saying if they get a first round pick for him, to me it's like oh okay, I don't have I get a first round pick. And I don't got to pay him. And I avoid the headache of him not wanting to be here and complaining that he didn't get his money. Yeah, I, I, I'm taking that all day. To me, it's a business, and I understand yeah. it. That's why the Colts walked it back, because if they didn't walk it back and this was boiling, Jonathan Taylor's not suiting up for the Colts, for one. And two, he would have lost a lot of value if he didn't play. So, yeah, the Colts are looking at it like, fuck it. We're, we're going to get the most out of him right now because he's not going to pay. He's not going to play on the deal he's currently on right now. Real fast before we go to the NFC East, where do you think he lands? I think he's going to the Bears. 
the Bears have a first round pick next year. I think it's worth it to 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 get rid of it. And I think it's probably going to be a mid to high pick based on the Bears' performance. So gonna, I think I think that's the best option. I'm going to still say with Seattle. That was the first pick I chose. Seattle, same thing. Wow, I'd be surprised because they have Kenneth Walker. They they drafted uh, Charbonnet. I think. Well, I think one of them would go back. Hmm. Both of them are on rookie deals. Somebody's going to trade. Yeah. Do you think? You think Walker would go to the Colts? Um. I don't know. Maybe you got you to give up a first round pick and Kenneth Walker to acquire Jonathan Taylor. No, to no, me, no, like, no. I, don't I don't think you would have to do a first round pick. Hmm. I think the Colts won a first. But the round Seahawks pick. were my first guess. But but like if you did like, I don't know, Charbonnet maybe because you haven't seen him play. At least Kenneth Walker, you know what you have. Yeah. But you could just send him over there. I just I just I think it's smart, man. I think that people I think the teams are looking around and they're looking at the reputation of the Colts. They're they're a trash franchise. You said it in the opening statement. And I agree with you. They're a dumpster fire. I agree bro. with you. But they're actually using that as leverage in their deals. Because everybody's looking at it like, wow, they're getting rid of Jonathan Taylor, an all-pro running back. Like, what are they smoking? And they're saying, yeah, we are. We don't believe in the running backs. We're reading the room around the league, and nobody wants to pay running backs. So why am I going to pay the running back? I'm not going to be the one holding the bag for the running back. Fuck that. You want Jonathan Taylor? He's he's a prize. He's a prize. He, he would be a prize running back for a lot of teams and could probably propel a lot of teams from being missing the playoffs into the playoffs. A la the Bears. I think the Bears would be fucking fantastic for him. You would have fields running them. You, you would have fields running. You have to worry about. You have Jonathan Taylor. You got Khalil Herbert who can who can pass catch. And you would have DJ Moore as the wide receiver one. So to me, you got a multi-dimension offense that you got to try to stop. And that would be a headache for a lot of defensive head coaches, in my opinion. No, I, th- I I said when you uh, when you first said the Bears, I thought that was a great a great spot. Even though Khalil Herberts looked all right, he looks great. But like, imagine Khalil him Herbert and Jonathan Taylor good in spot duty with DJ, with uh, David Montgomery. But imagine Jonathan Taylor and, and Herbert. Like you have like but, you have two different dimensions, and you got Justin Fields running, and you got DJ Moore on the outside who's a playmaker. But that goes back to where it's like I feel like it's a hypocritical statement from people because it's like why if if you think Khalil Herbert can do the job and he's shown that he was able to do the job in the absence of David Montgomery. Why the fuck would you go throw a first round pick when you when the Bears still need help? They still need a wide receiver too. I think Mooney's all right, but I think he's more of a three. He's a three. Chase Claypool, garbage. He's not even a four. Been saying that for a long time. He stinks. But why would you trade a first round pick when you when you have Herbert? Because based on the offseason of the Bears, they are looking to acquire positional players that can help their young quarterback. I'm not saying the Colts shouldn't do that. Can. I'm not saying the, the Colts shouldn't surround Anthony Richardson with weapons because they should. But what I'm saying is the whole point I was trying to say is if they pay Jonathan Taylor and Anthony Richardson falls flat on the face, Colts don't know anything about him. They just know that he was drafted high and they're going to give it a shot. Do they believe in him? Absolutely, they do. If they fall flat on their face, I'd rather fall flat on my face with a superstar running back than fall flat on my face with a trash bag. But you got to understand that the Bears believe in fields. So they know what if they if they believe get, me yet. That's what I'm saying. But if the, the Bears believe in Fields already, they're all in on them. Yeah. That's why they that's why they traded for DJ Moore. That's why they did all those moves in the offseason. That's why I feel like Jonathan Taylor would it, it makes sense for them to go get him because they're all in on their quarterback, just like the Eagles did. They were all in on Jalen Hurts. That's why they got AJ Brown. That's why they drafted Devontae Smith. They were all in. So to me, it makes sense. I don't think the Colts are all in yet because. Not for nothing, look at the history from the Colts the last five years. They have five different quarterbacks. Yeah. So th- it's kind of like tryouts to a degree 
You know what I mean? And I think they just took the high the high upside in Anthony Richardson at the moment. I don't I don't hate the move, man. I actually understand the business aspect of it. What a trash franchise. I, I don't disagree what with that. Franchise. All right, they love Coke. NFC East breakdown. Eagles are favorite to win the division at minus 115. Cowboys at plus 175. Giants at plus 700. And the Commanders at plus 300. Who do you have winning the East? And who do you think is the best value? To me, this is... It's going to be a close division, but the Eagles are the best team in the in the NFC by far. But I have the Cowboys as the second best team in the NFC too. Their defense is really really loaded. But I love the Eagles. The Eagles, they're gonna they're gonna be just as they're gonna be just as good, if not better. If I look at their weapons last year, Devontae Smith had a record season with the Eagles historically. He was the best. He had the most uh, catches in franchise history. Then you have AJ Brown, who had his best season with the Eagles, right? In, in his career. So to me, the Eagles have the best wide receivers. They don't have the best running back, I probably would say, but they had the best offensive line and they probably have the best, and they have the best tight end in that division and they have the best quarterback. To me, it's a no brainer. It's the Eagles. Best value is the Cowboys. It is. The Dallas has a loaded defense. They added, they added Stefan uh, Gilmore, Brandon Cooks. Um, and to me, it seems like a low line for the Cowboys. Like at plus 175, I mean, I'm looking at that. I thought that it would be a plus 250, 300. No, but plus 175, I, I like to think that Vegas actually believes in the Cowboys. I also like their running back, Deuce Vaughn. I think he's going to play a really big role for them in, 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 the, uh, in the screen game along with Pollard. I like this team to, to really make some noise. But the Eagles are the best team in the NFC, and it's not close. Uh, yeah, I, I don't really have much to say other than I – it's the same thing for the Eagles. Yeah. They're, they're far and away at every position. They're the best. Yeah. It doesn't even, it's not even close. The only thing that could stop the Eagles is injuries. Mm -hmm. if, if there's no injuries, nobody's stopping the Eagles, especially in the NFC East. For the value, I'm going all the way down to the Commanders at 1,300. Wow. 1,300 odds Whoa. for the Commanders. The Commanders won eight games last year. Okay. With Tyler like Heineke and Carson Wentz. Talk it. So I, I, you, you're bringing back – Sam Howells looked okay. You showed the clip earlier. Mm -hmm. yeah. You got Scary fucking Jahan Dotson. Brian Robinson's not going to have a full season. You got Gibson. You have uh, Rivera, who's a decent head coach. You have uh, – what's his face? Eric Bieniemy, who has a lot to prove. They're saying that he's intense, blah, 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 blah. If Eric Bieniemy can coach, he could turn that team around. I like it. The offense. They won eight games last year. Taylor Again, Taylor Heineke and Carson Wentz. Yeah, Carson Wentz throwing going six of eight for fifty-seven yards at the, at halftime. Mm -hmm. So I just for me the value uh, uh, is enormous at plus thirteen hundred for the Commanders. Because again, I, I don't. Why is everybody not talking about them? But there's what no way in hell they are winning division over the Eagles. If if, the, if some, at, at thirteen hundred, it's worth a shot. In some, my point is, is if something happened to the Eagles where they had a, a catastrophic injury to the quarterback or something like that, or something happened. And I'm looking at those three teams. I'm take I would I would put my money on the commanders all day. The Cowboys. There are question marks. You lost Kellen Moore. Kellen Moore, you just had the number one offense and you got rid of it and you're going to Mike McCarthy. Can Mike McCarthy call plays? Is he going to be up in times with what's going on in the NFL now? Dak Prescott, is he going to lead the league in interceptions again? Can Tony Pollard be a run blocker and handle 25 carries a game? We don't know that. I've been saying that the whole time. That's why I said, can he be the, the top five fantasy RB? Absolutely. Would I be surprised if he was a bust? Absolutely not. Because Tony, people underestimate what Zeke did as a runner. He had 12 touchdowns last year. 
People don't they, they don't think about that. Zeke had 12 touchdowns last year. It's just that the drop off with Zeke, with Zeke was so significant that people they remember what Zeke was three years ago. He don't have the same burst. He anymore. doesn't have it, and that's okay. But again, Tony Pollard's also coming off of a broken leg, so he's coming off of a broken leg in his first season where he's going to be on a team that wants to run the ball predominantly instead of passing. And you lost your offensive coordinator, who's arguably one of the best in the league. That situation smells like shit to me. Could their defense be great? Yes, but. I don't, I don't know what I'm getting from that running back. I don't know what I'm getting from your quarterback. And I don't know what I'm getting from the offense. So I think that the, the Cowboys, you know what I mean? I, the Giants are right in there too. They got Brian Dable. Look what Brian Dable did in, with Daniel Jones in one year. Was he spectacular? No, but he got him formidable. And that's all you really need is him to be formidable. So if something happens to the Eagles, yeah. I, but 175, why, that's not really value. 700 decent, but I would go to the Commanders. You got Eric Bieniemy. He learned from Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. You have a team that just won eight games with abysmal quarterback play. The shit was trash. Why not? Why would you not go that route? They can't muster out two or three more wins. They could. They could. I mean, I, their, their I don't hate the pick. Is, their offense is loaded. I don't hate the pick. I just think the Cowboys' defense is going to be a top three unit this year consistently. I think they're, they could. Yeah, I'm not saying uh, that. Yeah, they're going to be. They're going to be. I mean, they've added so many pieces to this defense and. I like the to me, Brandon Cooks and his offense is going to be phenomenal. You have CD Lamb, you got Michael Gallup. Now he actually has an offseason now because Gallup was hurt last year. Yep. So now you got three wide receivers and you have two two elusive running backs that I actually think is gonna is gonna work out really well. And they have a great offensive line. They still have Dak Prescott, who has a lot to prove. So I like the chip on his shoulder right there. And I think their defense is going to be tremendous. I think their defense is going to keep them in a lot of close games when their offense is struggling. Do you have any concerns about Gilmore being over the hill? No. I've heard great things about him. I've, I've heard Trayvon. I'm just curious. I'm not saying that one way or the other. I was just joking. No, I actually, I, I don't. I, I just think, you know, Gilmore last year, he was with the Colts. They're not, they're not shit. He ain't going to stay there. He's at the point in his career yeah. where he wants to win a ring. And he thinks that the, probably the Cowboys probably had the best chance, which is insane because oh, they, well. haven't, they haven't made an NFC Championship game in 26 years. I was going to say that. If, if Stephon Gilmore <laughs> went there and thinks he was going to win a Super Bowl with the Cowboys, then, I mean, he needs, he needs to seek a mental health evaluation. Yo, fun fact about the NFC East that I didn't even know about until later this week. That's the only division in football where every team has won a Super Bowl. Ain't that crazy? Who's the, most, who's the most recent? The Eagles. Oh uh, yeah. Who who made who made one most recent too? Eagles. Yeah. That's what I'm just. That's, that's what just I'm. Crazy. But that's we're what I'm. We're the class of the NFC. But that's East. what I'm saying. Like it, it's like everybody's like talking about these other divisions, but the NFC East. It's been historically the best division in the NFL. Historically, yeah, I mean, it yeah, has been the, the best. I think. Are you so. shorter? The only. They're the only division. Ever. I, I was shocked too. I was fucking floored about it. The Rams, the Niners. I oh, know Seattle lost to Pittsburgh. No, Seattle won. Seattle beat Pittsburgh. I beat Se Pitt Seattle. Seattle won with Russ. Oh yeah, yeah. I was going back to Matt Hassel. They beat Denver. Holy shit! Yeah, I went back to Matt Hassel. But the Cardinals never seven. won. No, they didn't. Look at look at look at it. It's crazy. Yeah, it's a, it, it, it's a fun fact, man. I, when I saw that, I was like, damn, really? Now I start going through the teams. I'm like, damn, that's not cat. <laughs> the Bengals would have, I think, would have solidified the North and the AFC if they would have won that Super Bowl. Yeah. Well, did the Vikings or the Browns? The Browns, the Browns never won either. Yeah, actually. no, no, hell no. But yeah, no, it's it's actually kind of crazy. Yeah, that's cool. That's it is cool as shit, right? Yeah, yeah. Eagles finally did it. So yeah, the Eagles are actually in the best division and then they're the best team.
So to me, it's By like, far. yeah, they're the best team in the NFC, and it's not close. I love – I don't know about you, but I've watched uh, Jalen Carter very closely this preseason. He's this guy's an a fucking animal. He's an animal. He's going to replace Fletcher Cox with no problem. No problem. The Eagles, they got a steal in that draft. Teams are going to be kicking themselves that they didn't draft him. They're going to be kicking themselves. This guy is a, a monster. Dog. He's a dog with it. He's get, he, he gets quarterback pressures almost every snap. This guy is going to be a force for years to come, and I'm looking forward to it. Honestly, me too. Um, over or under two and a half teams to make the playoffs and which teams will make the playoffs. I got under, I got Eagles and Dallas to make it. Um, I'm going to say, damn, I'm going to say over. Mm. I'll say Eagles. Nah, give me under. Look, I'm not, I, I, I see the angle with the giants, but my biggest concern with them is their is their weapons can they stay healthy throughout the whole season i'm not even going that far i'm saying under because it may just be the eagles because i don't know what dallas is going to be i think dallas is going to make the playoffs i think they're the second best team in the nfc i don't know i'm okay with saying that bro that nine and a half that nine and a half man it scares you well they're in division with the eagles they're, I, don't they're, give I, I think fuck. i think vegas is counting for like maybe possibly two losses against them everybody's telling me that the cowboys have an easy schedule and you drop them down to nine and a half they just won 12 games last year. I mean, yo, I, I feel thought like they added Brandon Cooks. I thought they added Stefan Gilmore. I thought Micah Parsons was the second coming of Lawrence Taylor. What the fuck am I missing with this team? What am I missing with the Giants at seven and a half, though, bro? I mean, they got Darren Waller. They have Brian Dable. They have a, a formidable quarterback in Daniel Jones. Dirk, Dirk, they, 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 they signed Saquon Barkley to a one-year deal. They got Jalen Hyatt in the draft. Like, what am I missing with this Honestly, team? Honestly, that line scares me, too. Seven that's, and a half is, that's what I'm saying. So, like, I, I, I so you're see telling the, me the Giants are the same win total as the as the, uh, as the the Packers? How many games did the Giants win last year? Nine. They were nine and eight. And they're, they're one and a half games? Lower. Lower? That's it. Like, that. It smells like shit it's to me, concerning bro. Concerning behavior. That is concerning behavior. Uh, so, and then the Commanders at six and a half. I like. I like the overs. Me I too. Like, I like the Cowboys. I would say under because I think they're right around nine wins. Eagles. I would wow. say. Um, what you mean? Wow. Wow. I got the. You want to go through records right now? We could do it real fast. I got the Eagles at thirteen and four win division. Their only loss is going to be the Rams, the Chiefs, the Seahawks, and they're going to lose the one division game. They always. They'll, it's going to be a stinker. They're going to go 13 to four. I, Cowboys, I got 12 and five. Their losses are going to be the Chargers, the Eagles, Dolphins, and Commanders. They always lose to the Commanders at some point, and they're going to lose to the Niners. The Giants, I don't trust their weapons. I'm not even going to go through their schedule, but I, I, I already did on my free time. Seven and 10 is what I have them at. Commanders, I have them at eight and nine. So to me, at the Eagles, I have the Eagles over 11 and a half. I have the Giants under seven and a half. I have the Cowboys over nine and a half. And I have the Commanders over six and a half. I got the Eagles over 11 and a half. I think they go about 12 and five. I'll take the Cowboys under, I'm going to say right around nine and eight, uh, give or take a game, maybe even eight and nine, depending on uh, how they get out of the box. Then give me the Giants. I'll say over. I think the Giants get, ah, that's a tough one, actually. I look at their schedule. It's very, very, it's weird. Uh, I'll still say over. I think they get, I think they could get out eight or nine wins. Um, and then give me the over on the commanders too. I think the commanders can win seven games. Absolutely. I had, yeah, I had the commanders eight and nine, surprisingly, but their schedule in the last six weeks is very brutal. Really? Very, very brutal. I mean, I can go through it real quick for you, dude. Like the last six weeks they play, they play Dallas in Dallas. They played the dolphins in Washington. They play the Rams in LA. They play the Jets in New York. They play the Niners at home and then they play the Cowboys at home. That that last six weeks is, is a That's daunting tough. stretch. And two weeks before, you know, 
Previous to that, they played the Giants and they played the Seahawks. Like that, those last eight games, I'm looking at it. I'm like, damn, if they can win maybe two or three, I think this the eight and nine record can stand because they're earlier the uh, the season. They start off with the Cardinals. They played the Broncos. They played the Bills. Who knows what the Bills? You know that it, yeah, Commanders could sneak out a win there. You don't know, right? Then they play the Eagles, which is going to be an L. Then they play the the Bears, Falcons, Giants, Eagles, Patriots. Like I can see them getting four four or five wins here i do i i they're they're starting off the first two games i can see them being two and oh if i think sam howe is what i think he can be because i'm not i'm not they're, the commanders to me are an interesting they're an interesting team, team. i think the commanders are going to make they're going to be eight and nine and they're going to be the next team that everybody's talking about next year like they're gonna the be like, oh, yes they're going to be the up-and-coming team that everybody's looking at, and they're, because they're going to make additions in the, in the offseason, they're going to know what they have in Sam Howell if, if if he is good. I think he's going to be good. You know what I'm thinking of right now? You know what we talked about last year? I mean, I said when Eric Bieniemy went there, I said Ron Rivera could be on the hot seat, and Eric Bieniemy could step right into a job Absolutely as the interim head coach. So if they start out rough, Ron Rivera gets fired, Bieniemy becomes a head coach. There you go. I think it's going to be. I think they're going to start off hot, and I think they're going to get cooled down the season because they have a tough stretch. Last question before we go to uh, under center and get out of here. Who's your favorite fantasy player in this division? AJ Brown. AJ Brown. I think he takes another step this year. I think he gets 100 catches. Hertz has improved every single year as a starter. He had his best statistical season with the Eagles. He had 88 catches, 1,500 yards, 11 touchdowns. His second best year was with the Titans. He had 70 catches for 1,100 yards and 11 touchdowns. Look at the massive leap 400 more yards. Same touchdowns, but he had 18 more catches. I see this guy going up a little bit more. I think he's going to get about 100, 102, 104 catches this year. I think he's going to have 1,500 yards and 12 touchdowns. This guy is a beast. I think it's Jalen Hurts. Uh, I think Jalen Hurts is going to be a monster again in fantasy. There's yeah, nothing he can't course. do. He's yeah. just he just he's a fantasy proof player. Yep. Because of the ability that he can run and how well he throws the ball now. Mm -hmm. And he's just, he's he's unbelievable, man. I, I think agree Jalen Hurts. I think Jalen Hurts is going to take another step. I just think he's going to be he's he's an elite quarterback in the league. I will say I'm a little worried because I saw him on the uh, Sports Illustrated cover. History shows it's not really that good. Yeah, I think he'll be all right. I think he could break the curse, but there is something there though. He's humble and mature it's enough. Weird. To it's it. weird. It, yeah, it is weird. My fault. I'm tired. All right, uh, under center. <laughs> before we get out of here, Dak Prescott edition. <laughs> Dak. Dak or Deshaun Watson? I'm going to go Dak here. I'm uh, going to go Dak here. I haven't seen shit from Deshaun Watson in a couple of years. Dak, to me, he's he's been up and down, but I I think Dak is still talented. We fought about this last year on this show, and I said I would take Dak Prescott. I said because the last time I saw Deshaun Watson, he was 5-12. and 12. I don't care if he threw for 9,000 yards, 700 touchdowns, and had one interception. Dak Prescott right now is better than Deshaun Watson. Yeah. And that's Dak. I agree with you. Dak Prescott or Trevor Lawrence? Trevor Lawrence. Give me Trevor. Trevor's going to have Trev. a big, he's gonna have a big year. Yeah, I agree. Trevor Lawrence is coming. Dak or Justin Fields? Dak. Dak. He's a better passer. Not a better runner, but a better passer. At and that I, point, I'll take you don't really day. need it. Dak Prescott, Dak Prescott's a good quarterback. He's a good quarterback. For all the shit you can say about him, Dak Prescott's a good quarterback. He's a top 10 quarterback. Hands Absolutely. down. Absolutely. And I don't care if he's number 10. He's yeah. a top 10 quarterback. Top 10 quarterback. They're not 20. They're, they're just not. There's not 10 quarterbacks definitively better than Dak Prescott. He, he's under a lot of pressure being being with the Cowboys, too. Like, that. that's a, that's an, another element people don't really see. But he's very talented, and I like Dak's uh, upside. And I just like Dak's character. Yeah, me too. He's a leader of men. Dak or Tua? Dak. I got Dak. Give me Dak. Too. Dak or uh, Daniel Jones? I'm going to go Dak. I got Dak, too, for sure. Dak or Geno? Dak Prescott. 
I got Dak here too. Gino, I, I, nah. Gino for me, um, if you would have put Jared Goff there, we might have had a conversation. But Gino, I, I, I'm not there yet. Uh, Dak or Kirk? This is tough. This was this was the one that I was like looking at it. I mean, statistically, it's the, it's the same player except skin tone is different. <laughs> statistically, Kirk Cousins is up there, man. Yeah, like they they put up like similar stats in terms of passing. But I'm gonna go Dak Prescott here. Me too. He's a better leader. I trust him more in a big moment. He's won a few playoff games. Yeah. And I don't think moments get too big for him the way like Kirk Cousins. Like Kirk Cousins can't even win Monday night. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like primetime games is like his is like his uh, Achilles heel. Yeah, Dak Prescott or Aaron Rodgers. A Rod. Aaron Rodgers. A Rod. But we're talking about this year. So A Rod. But it, it's 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 close. A Rod. It depends because I don't know what Aaron Rodgers is coming out. That's what I'm year. saying. You don't know. I'm banking on 85% of what he was. He's 39. Yeah. So we have to take an account for that. But right yeah. now I'm taking Aaron Rodgers. Dak Prescott or Russell Wilson? <laughs> Dak Prescott. All right, thank you. You, you scare me when you laugh like that. It's Dak Prescott. Russell Wilson is some shit. Yeah. He's some shit. Dak Prescott or Derek Carr? Derek Carr. What? Derek Carr. Come on, fam. I think Derek Carr is going to surprise a lot of people this year. I don't give a... F what? Yeah. Bro, we got to stop with this Derek Carr stuff. Dak I think this guy is better than Derek Carr, fam. Maybe. But this year, I'm talking about under center this year. I like Der I, li I like Derek Carr, bro. I think he's going to have a fantastic season. Oh, my season. God. He's got a chip on his shoulder. He's with a new team. He's got He feels rejuvenated. I, I think it's a it's going to be a weird year for the Saints. I, I like him a lot. Bro said he would take Derek used car over Dak Prescott. You're so insane. We got to end year. the show on this, this show. I like Derek Carr. I think Derek Carr is a fantastic player. I think he's a great quarterback. All right, guys. With that, we're going to conclude episode 169 because I'm, I'm upset. See, the problem is they don't hear me because if Derek Carr was on the Cowboys, no, it would no. be a different situation. No, no, no. Oh, I absolutely. hear you. I hear you. I'm not listening. Absolutely. Look, I hear you. I'm not if listening. If Derek Carr was on the Cowboys, oh my God, he would he would be putting up amazing stats and he would have success. Are you are he was you on crazy? the fucking he was on the fucking Raiders? The Raiders had been ass for years. He had Devontae. And he, and they were still bad as a team. It doesn't reflect look, Derek Carr, he didn't play as, as good as he should have last year. And I get that. But come on, like he put he's put up really good stats with a bum ass franchise. Sam, why are you going to bat for Derek Carr like this? Because Derek Carr is a good quarterback. Yeah, I... he's a good quarterback. He's just been surrounded by shit. He has been. He's been with the Raiders. If you put Derek Carr with the Cowboys for the length of his career with the with in, in Dallas, been the I think we player. would. They would have a lot more success, in my opinion. You crazy? You're crazy you yourself. Crazy, bro. His, his win and loss record would be a lot different than it is with the Raiders. Oh absolutely. My Lord. Oh, absolutely, bro. He was what? What was he? Fifty-one and sixty-nine as a starter in, in the Raiders. Who? He would be a lot better. Sixty-three and seventy-nine. Record, Trash can. Record-wise, he'd be a lot better in Dallas. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. All right, guys. Thank you for tuning in to episode 169. We'll see you next Tuesday, Theories. Please take it away. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. We appreciate all the love, support, <sighs> and the comments. Please excuse my partner. He's a little shot out. He's a little tired. I think he's he's going through some shit. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, I appreciate, I appreciate you guys hanging out with us. If you guys haven't done so already, please don't forget to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell on YouTube. We're also available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeart, Megaphone, Stitcher, and all that other shit. Also, follow us on all of our social platforms as you really do not want to miss our daily content because we drop fucking fire on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and, and uh, TikTok. And we will see you guys next Tuesday at P&I, baby.
I'm caps lock different. It's facts, not fiction. Said I black out for real, then the track gone missing. If it's cap, I'm dipping. We ain't talking about a move, then it's flatline finished. When I spaz, I'm grinning. Pull a peel off in the Sadies, and I pass by spinning. It's perks with the slate, but I don't have my skinnage. Took a quick trip, and now I'm back home winning. And I see they eyes pop like I snack on spinach. Pull up to the spot, she tryna grab my digits. I'm already eight shots, a henny past my limit. Here you go. Hazards with a dash full of tickets. I'ma act like I don't see them. I got bad eye vision. Y'all can't pass my scrimmage. Way y'all tripping, it's Aruba. I realized I had to go.